0: Welcome to What Builders Don't Tell Their Clients podcast with your hosts, Joel Minor and Andrew Quadrio. Joel and Andrew are on a mission to make you aware of all the unnecessary pain and unavoidable costs that commonly happens throughout a building or renovating process. Educate you on how to avoid these common mistakes as well as share knowledge, experience, ideas, and inspiration so you can enjoy your building experience. What Builders Don't Tell Their Clients podcast well, welcome back, everybody. We are back for another week of what builders don't tell their clients. Andrew, how are you?
1: Hey, mate, how are you? I'm very good, thank you. Hey, everybody, welcome back.
0: Yes, I uh, hope you guys have been getting a lot of value out of this uh, podcast. We're hoping to share some knowledge that uh, me and Andrew have had uh, between us. And today we we're having a bit of a conversation. I had a, a conversation with a lady and a, another client about going homeowner builder, or they're wanting to do bits and pieces of their job themselves. So, the topic of this week is uh, why you shouldn't go own a builder. And we just want to make you aware of some of the things that um, if you do decide to go down that track, um, we want to let you know what's involved a little bit about and also what you can, uh, I guess, open yourself up to and what you're going to be doing as a management side of things. So, um,
1: there's a, there's a huge amount of work involved and that's why there's professionals that do it. Um, and, uh, as I think we said before, what if it, um, if you think your life is busy before you start building, then just, just you wait. It'll be <laughs> <Yes>. worse.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I'm not 100% clear on this. I know we're just having a bit of a research because we don't really look at the owner-builder pathway, but I do suggest it to people if they want to manage their own jobs. Um, but we just did have a look. I know, what did you find, Andrew? It was something about um, what is owner-builder and what do they have to do to become one? And, and like, yeah, essentially, what is an owner-builder?
1: um essentially owner builder in new south wales anyway it might be a little different in queensland or wherever you're from please check your local sta- um, local requirements where where uh, wherever you are um in new south wales it's a, by the look of it, it's a two-day course um you've got to sit and you need it um uh, you need the owner builders or license to do the, to do the, to have done the course to obtain an owner builder permit so the owner builder permit allows you to perform the traditional role of the license builder on your property—you've—that's the big stipulation as well. It's going to be your property, and there's also—I'm pretty sure—there's a restriction on how many of these you can actually do as an owner-builder on your own property. I think it might be only two or three at most. Uh,
0: actually, yeah, ours is every seven years up here. I think you know, do oh, right? owner-builder, yep. it could be that too. Seven years, yeah. So it could be that as well. Basically, um, once you finish that one project, you can't do another one for another seven, seven years. years yeah. Yep. Yeah,
1: yeah, and I've heard of I've heard of people, you know, switching, changing the changing it to their wife's name. Uh, like yeah. the wife goes and does goes and does the owner build a course, and then they do, they get the permit under her name this time and that sort of stuff. So um, I've heard of it happening before. Um, but I mean, uh, you as the homeowner being the traditional builder, like puts you, you know, you're you're the head of the spear if you will. Um, you, the, what it entails you to do is manage the day-to-day runnings of the building site and making sure that things run um, uh, efficiently in the right order and the trades have the right, have the, do the right thing uh, and uh, as things get done in the right order, um, done to the level, the level of quality that you expect, which is sort of, that's an advantage to us. You can keep an eye on the quality all the time. Um, uh, but it is a heck of a lot of work, a hell of a lot of work, so...
0: Yeah. Management. And I want to touch on also costs with that as well, because, you know, us as builders, we charge the appropriate fee to be able to um, cover our management side of things like any job, there is a skill, um, you know, and people need to be paid appropriately for that. But as if, you know, especially for some people that may be in a management role that they currently do at work, they may be a supervisor for something, you know, for a construction company, or they may, may not be a, for a construction company, but they might be a management and electric, electrical side of things. You know, it, it, and that's, yeah, you know,
1: manager, some description.
0: especially if you're good with that managing people and things and scheduling, um, I can't see why not. This may be a good option for you, but you do save on costs uh, throughout the build. So, you know, there's margins that builders charge that could be 10, 15, 20% margins. You save on materials, labor, all that sort of stuff. And then there's also project management costs, you know, which is a quite quite a a large cost depending on size of the project, what's involved, how many trades. So, you know, that's something you could potentially save on if that was something you're wanting to do. Um, you know, what else I guess is involved running a project for people, you know, that may be thinking about it. But you know, I guess what 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 do they have to do? Like, what essentially would, you know, running a project look like?
1: Um, yeah i mean that, as i said before that's the, that you you're going to be the day-to-day running of the business so you know, organizing the trades and making sure they're in the right order um uh you know, planning out the schedule of the of the project so we're working out the steps in the order that even that uh but uh, uh and also Organising everybody to turn up when they're meant to turn up and the materials to turn up when they're meant to come there. Um, all the planning in terms of uh, selections to be made, materials to be selected, um, uh, you know, council approvals and certificates and inspections from certifiers or council, whoever happens to be, um, uh, budgeting, uh, cost control, you know, cost management and that sort of stuff, timeframes um there's a bunch of things you got to do heaps and, heaps and stuff like that. and that's that's why we're professionals do it and that's why you pay a premium when you pay a, when you pay a builder to do to, to look after your project because that's what they're good at and that's what they continue to, what they come in and do every day and that's why you're paying them the premium um yeah it's, so simple to do. it's not funny. <laughs>
0: and I've, I've talked to people about this who have have gone down the owner builder pathway i'm sure you've probably heard of a few stories but um so many people i've talked to have gone oh we've been doing owner builder and it's been going on for five years and we still haven't finished our renovations yet
1: or seven or or (laughs) ten and
0: and they've been living in the house while this whole time has been going on they get to a point they're sick of the dust they're sick of the the mess it's just not finished they want to get in there And, and not to mention the fact like going through your council application process there's a there is a like you have a specific time things need to be finished by uh, things can mm. go out a day. You need new certificates, etc. I know up here, most of us is a two year period period of when a project gets submitted to council um, in Queensland to when it gets finished and you can apply for extensions of time and all that. But um, yeah, yeah, a lot of cool, people, yeah, a lot of people I find have gone through this process really, really don't enjoy it. Um, no, and no. it's, I had a it's actually funny comment. theme. Yeah, funny story. Actually, I was talking to um, a lady a couple of years ago, and she was um, she had done owner builder. She had gone down this pathway. Um, you know, everything was going well. You know, took a bit longer than what she wanted to, but that was fine. And um, anyway, she had the concrete to come in, do all the pathways, chippy finish off all the outside bits and pieces of what what they needed to. Went to go get their form twenty one, which is basically. Their sign off um, jobs complete. You can get your house reinsured. It's all been done correctly through council. And they'd come to do the final mm-hmm. inspection. There was no visual termite barrier. They'd concreted up too high. Um, she'd paid like $10,000 for these pathways and all ran Dropping around the, the house. house and they had to, because they'd poured them up too high she was having issues with the termite guy and the termite guy couldn't do his particular job properly because it hadn't it, the concrete. hadn't done what he should have done, you know, from the termite guy, not knowing, etc. cetera. And it just, it can open yourself a very big can of worms, you know, like just from that story is she had to pay someone another $15,000 to come in, rip the pathways up, do all the termite protection, and then put the pathways back down um, for mm-hmm. the simple fact that it could have just been someone with a bit of prior knowledge and gone, Hey, look, you know we need a termite protection system around this um i know mm. in Queen, like new south wales is different to queensland like we have big problems with termites up here and we get the bad ones so i think anything north of Bundaberg is is pretty much we get the we have to use special pine treated pine timber and all that sort of stuff to making sure that we're using the right stuff and um, it's got a lot more injected of you know all the stuff to keep the termites away so yeah it's, it, it's chemicals. just just stuff like that like it it is I just want to make you aware little, that little things
1: mean, get missed every so often. Yes, and like then and and, and and like and and from time to time they get missed by a builder, but less often. But there seems to be it seems to be a bit of a running theme that when we hear from people that you know oh that one little thing forgot all that we didn't get the waterproofing inspected is one I've heard a fair bit. Yes, or they forget the frame inspection. They just slips their mind, or you know, that just doesn't just doesn't happen, and then they've got to go through. Or at least here in New South Wales, and they've got to go through a retro. Um, uh, certification process. They've got you know, prove that they've got to get a certificate, and they've got to prove they've got photos and all this stuff. You haven't got all that, you just simply don't get a certificate. You don't get sign off, um, and you can't get insurance, and you can't sell the house. And,
0: that's a massive one. Uh, yeah, you know, even um, people that don't go through really. Counsel. So,
1: so like, and to avoid that, like if your planning needs to be meticulous. Your research needs to be meticulous. So, what needs to go where? You need to study details know talk to an architect talk to your architect get into the detail you know uh, detail sections of your footings and and connections to the ground and that sort of stuff it needs to be really 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 well thought out if the, especially if you haven't done it before
0: yeah for sure and having having good contacts to call on i guess is another another part of making sure that if you do know people in the trade it is handy and and you know, you can organize all your subcontractors and stuff, but as the overarching person viewing it, a lot of your subbies won't pick up on these things because you're paying them to do the job. You know, waterproof, comes in, does the waterproofing, here's your certificate, does the waterproofing, yeah. it, you know, or the, the plumber comes in and does his bit and he's sort of on the, the chippy does his bit and he's just expecting you to organize all the inspections and organize mm-hmm. everything. So he's just doing the work and it, and it can be easily forgotten when, you know, they're sort of just getting paid to do what they're doing yeah. and they're not managing a project. Yeah, that's,
1: that's, yeah. And the unfortunate thing is that a, a, a majority of tradespeople that, um, uh, you know, d- d- do come in and do that sort of stuff that don't work for regular builders all the time and that sort of stuff, they simply don't care. just want to come in, get their work done and go. They don't care about the next guy or the guy before, or no, we should have you know the termite stuff should have been down or should have been under the frame before we put the frame on and um (laughs) um that that you know they simply which is unfortunate they simply don't care that that um uh, that things should happen before or after their job they just want to come in and get the job done and and get them to collect their paycheck and then be out of there, sort of thing.
0: And I, I wouldn't mind touching on that point, actually, just the importance of making sure that having, like when a builder does a lot of work, they do have a team under them of subbies that they use all the time. And the this can be a massive benefit to not just yeah. the builder, but you as a client, um, because like Andrew just said, they can have that, you know sort of don't care attitude when people don't know other trades and they don't get along or you know they're just doing their bit and the, the brickie can sort out his bit and the air con do can sort out his bit they don't sort of give a stuff when you've got a team that works quite close together what you'll find is the chippy might start doing his bit and go oh shit the we've got to get the 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 aircon guy to come finish doing his little bit here because we better just give him a call and say hey look we're you know We're doing this now. We kind of need you to pop in to sort this out. Otherwise it's going to be hard for you to do your job later on. So little things like that saves a lot of cost too um, rather than doing things and then redoing things to redo them again, if that makes sense. You know, it's having, making sure the trades liaise with the other because one, they learn so much knowledge off each other and, you know, you learn they learn a bit of electrical, a little bit of plumbing, and, and that gives them enough indication to be able to go, well, Last time we did on this, we needed to run this pipe yeah, through.
1: That here. doesn't look. That doesn't look right. It should be. Yeah. It should go this way, this, shouldn't that's, it? But this is yeah. what we did last time.
0: Yeah, something's missing. Or or they, something's and they de- right.
1: they develop a rapport between subcontractors too. Like, yes. oh, hey, hey, such and such. This isn't right. This, this, should we do it like this or like that? Or, you know, they ring the supervisor or they ring this person. They get, they get used to working with other. When when a builder's got a good team, they get used to working with other trades as well as the builder, and mm-hmm. and the way that. Um, other trades expect and the builder expects them to either perform the task or leave the task or you know.
0: And so and they, don't get me wrong, like we like I struggle with getting a, like sometimes it's very hard to get a good team. Like oh yeah it's, it's hard like, to we get spend a good years group of subbies.
1: Years like we, we spend years and years and years filtering through subcontractors to find the to find the right people. Yeah. Because and the, because and, and usually because the right people are busy.
0: Yeah, for sure. The
1: right people are usually flat out. And you have to wait for them, and wait for them, wait for them, and then when they do, then they do finally get an opportunity to join your team, you've got to make it worth their while and give them some purpose with it. Like you've like, that's that's the sort of difficulty that we face as builders in every every day. Yeah,
0: agreed.
1: And if you've got no report, you are just ring them up out of the you know your Google search plumber,
0: <laughs>
1: wherever wherever your, sub your suburb is, yeah. rung them up. They're going to be like, "Well, I'm really busy at the moment." You anyway, know, probably and then they are gonna be like okay well yeah i'll come and have a look at the job and then they might give you a, might give you a price They might turn up they might give you a price and then they might return you fo- return the phone call when you say i want to go ahead
0: yeah and then you've got to try and schedule that with everyone while organizing <laughs> so it's exactly it wrong. just it just we want to make you aware I'm not saying don't do it but we just want to make you aware yeah. of like it is yeah this, a quite this a difficult is what happens
1: task. all the time it's, it's a difficult time it's it's, it's it's a tough job like um and if um the, the thing is that I've, i sort of from the majority of people that have done it is that they have a terrible time during construction it's stressful as all hell when you look at you look at some of the grand designs episodes you know uk or australia new zealand or whatever where the person's done their, their, their own builds own a builder like we we're talking about and there build was one. There was one guy. Stuff,
0: by the way, check it out yeah, if you they, haven't seen Grand. Designs yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: They built some cool. awesome buildings, like fantastic buildings. But one guy here in, um, here in Sydney, I think he's on the Northern Beaches of Sydney, here in Kirkil He built this spectacular house. Looked at the beach, ap- northern view of the beach, absolutely gorgeous, right? But it took him. He at the start, he said it was going to take him twelve months and one point something, one point two million dollars to build or something. It took him three years and two and a half million dollars to build. And he had a nervous <laughs> breakdown halfway through it. That's why it took so long.
0: Because
1: he had a nervous breakdown halfway through it. <laughs> that's like, a
0: big project. He was literally run.
1: killing himself building this house. Like literally killing himself building this house. So that's, that's the sort of stress you're going to put yourself. You like Obviously, it's an extreme example. But that's the sort of stress that you could be looking at.
0: And was he work like was it? Did he do it a full time job? Or no, no.
1: I think it is a full time job. I'm pretty sure he left his job and just just was the builder on site
0: yeah,
1: full time. Yeah. But he ended up having a nervous breakdown. Yeah, it cost him like more than twice as much. Took three times as long to build. It was fantastic. Look, when it was finished, it was awesome. But then it, like um, the host what was his name? Peter. I can't remember his name. Sorry, man. Sorry, man. Shouldn't remember your name. Um. <laughs> And he um, just "Do my you know yeah 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 <laughs> um, we'll tag him we'll tag him in this post <laughs> um uh um he said to him oh, you know would you do it again no he said no no way I would like it's literally taken time off my life it's taken years from my life I will never do this again and and, that- and he said because I'm pretty actually I'm pretty sure there was a he had he could have had a builder involved early on but it was going to cost too much it was going to cost, instead of a million, it was going to cost one, 1.5 five, 1. 5 or something like that. The builder had quoted him, Mark. He said, Not nope, I'm going to do it on the builder. And I'm pretty sure um, the host said to him, you know, would you get the builder back? He said, oh, 100%.
0: So I just <laughs> would
1: have paid him to do it. If I knew it was going to be so bad, if I knew it was going to happen, I knew it was going, like, knew it was going to have this experience, I would have just pay the builder. Yeah, found the money i've
0: heard a lot of people say that that they'll ring me i've had I actually had a lady ring me not long little probably a month ago about this and she's like said the same thing we've been building it for a while and she's like i'm just over it I've Been doing it mm-hmm. for three it years just want it me. just hasn't yeah. finished i just want it done you know and, uh, and mm-hmm. especially like you touched on budget there like if you haven't got a very big expendable budget um with its blowouts and and it's not going to be a quote job if you're like you're not going to be quoting it if if you're doing owner builder because generally yeah. how a lot of owner builders work is they just do it and just go through the motions until Keep they going, go yeah. and hopefully they don't run out. Oh, I've run out of money. Really <laughs> bad way of doing things. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's just not a real good way. It might be a hassle or a pain in the ass to be able to plan these things out in the upfront, but at least you know where you're sitting mm. at when you're finished.
1: You yeah, know? that's right. Yeah. So and as I said before, as I said before, like if like. The majority of people are busy in their lives before they start building. And then, like, you're going to bring all this stress and bother and the rest of it into your life. Like, how busy is your life going to get if you have to run it, run your, your renovation or building project at the same time, as well as run the rest of your life? Like yeah. it takes up a huge amount of time. And that's and that's that's what you pay for when you pay a builder. That's why you pay so much. It's why you pay, you know, 20 or 40% more than you would if you went out a builder.
0: Yeah, I think and because did, because say that. because you've got to take. You said you didn't see something before. They said it was like a twenty to forty percent
1: cost. Yeah, this side know? I was this side I was looking at before for the people that this the site is the they um, they offer people the course. They do the course with people and they do the education, um, and they're saying something like twenty to forty percent of construction costs, which is the big one. There is, is builder's margin.
0: All right. Takeaways from this week. I've uh, hope you got a lot out of this conversation. But my number one takeaway, and first of all, I'm going to drop the hammer sound effect. Here we go. Number one, oh, yes. talk to someone who has done it, known a builder, if they've done gone through this particular scenario. Please have a conversation with them. Ask them what it was like, how they felt, what they had to do, and just get a bit Make of sure. feedback from you know someone who's been there.
1: 100 percent uh number two for me uh was make sure you do your research they're going off you know very similar to the, the last one uh, that joe was talking about but uh, make sure you do your research in terms of council approval and uh inspections and that's sort of stuff that you really need to get done in the critical stage things that, that, that need to get done
0: number three don't forget number the seven p's three. prior yes. preparation prevents piss poor performance yeah yeah, planning, 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 planning,
1: planning. You know, we've talked about a lot about this before, and it's incredibly important even for even for us builders um, that are experienced in it where you spend a mountain of time planning. And can't so you can't spend enough time planning it. Um, to be perfectly honest to you. Like you can, you know, you can't, it's much it's much I was talking to someone about this the other day, it's much cheaper to change things in the planning stage than it is when we're actually on site. Agreed. It costs lots and lots of money then. So let's get it right before we start.
0: Definitely. And uh, what we wanted to do, me and Andrew have actually created a Facebook group and also an Instagram page of the What Builders Don't Tell Their Clients Facebook group and also What Builders Don't Tell Their Clients um, actual Instagram page. So if you guys have or you like what you hear and you have any questions, please leave some comments. Let us know what your thoughts are. Any questions, throw them in there and we'd love to be able to get some feedback from you guys. So that'd be super awesome to get some. So uh, that's awesome.
1: Or if you want to talk to us directly, jump on our website, so refinedspaceconstructions.com.au and quadriobuildingservices.com.au and we can have a chat.
0: And that's all from us this week. Talk to you later, folks. This brings us to the end of this week's show. I hope you all enjoyed it. I know we did. Hit the subscribe button. We're on all your favourite podcast apps. And if you've got any thoughts or topics that you want us to cover, make sure
1: you hit us up in our DMs.
0: We're on all the socials, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Uh, And this week we're brought to you by Joel Miner from Refined Space Constructions. And I'm Andrew from Building Services. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week.
1: Bye.